you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we hit an episode, Virgil. Happy yeah. Father's Day. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and give a shout out to all the fathers. We'll do the obligatory thing this time around. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. This was uh, my first Father's Day as a father. So, Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. And Carolina went out of her way and made it a really emotionally fragile one for me man she hit me with a bunch of with a bunch of appreciation that uh, i did not that's expect up. and that's so yeah it was it was a really good one for me that's lit yeah so let's go ahead and start out with the somber part r.i.p to andre guarado young man murdered in gardena by uh compton sheriff's department they proceeded to destroy all the cameras and take all the footage so it's clearly a cover-up um, we demand justice. I want to call out for the solidarity for the black and brown communities of, of of Los Angeles. This is not just a black problem. They will gun us all down mm-hmm. and they'll continue to do so. And they'll continue to victimize, victimize us like we are the problem. We ain't having it no more. They're marching out on that, that, that police precinct right now. And I hope that they take that shit out because you know what? That is the most egregious police department in this area is the Compton Police Department. And they victimized the people of Watts and the surrounding area like no other. So I want to go ahead and give out that somber RIP to Andre. Rest in peace. But uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, give one more shout out to Nobody Special for that intro track. Really appreciate you. Yeah, shout out to the homie special. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, Listen, there's three things in a rap beat that will automatically get me there. And that is flutes, Spanish guitar, and classical piano. If you make your beat with any of those three elements, I'm rocking with you from day one. But yeah, man. So you've been watching anything recently? Yeah, I've been on my um I've been on my, my action tip this weekend. Okay. I, I caught up with um season three of Baki on oh, Netflix. Of Baki? Yeah. Utterly ridiculous. Utterly, utterly ridiculous. That whole show um, is ridiculous. It's absurd. I, yo, season two had me. <laughs> yo, I was tripping over season two when oh, Homeboy, man. his whole fighting style was to hypnotize you and yeah. fight you in your own mind. <laughs> and he tried to do that on a nigga whose fighting prowess is so raw that even oh, in yeah. a complete trance, yeah. he will bust your head yeah. open. I think he was, I was fighting like, right, Retsu nigga. with that and he couldn't win. No, not at all. The nigga looked like a chump. Yeah. Because Retsu in his trance was still fighting him as if he was right. <laughs> in front of him this shit was crazy it was awesome i love that that was a dope fight yeah it was but uh yeah so season three is really good season th- I, it's interesting i i can't really say baki is good but because i find the animation weird it's very weird the why are all the children like eight feet tall as fuck? And, yeah yeah and powerly, powerfully swollen like whoa dude chill like when you told me baki was 17 i was like excuse me what <laughs> i was like excuse me but, and then it's the whole thing with his mom that's just like, yo, dude, what is up with your moms, yo? Oh, that his dad, like, murked his mom, right? Did you ever see the scenes of his mother prior to that? No, I only started from, Oh, his like, mom was trying series. to fuck crap Baki hard, bro. That's mad weird. It's super weird. It's mad weird. Yeah, man. I'm glad I missed that part. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> in season one. Like, if you watch throughout season one, you're just like, yo, his relationship with his mom was super odd. Yeah, that's funny. But, um, I... Then this one featured Muhammad Ali and Muhammad Ali Jr. heavily. And I don't really know where they were going with that. He was such a weird character. Like, at first, Muhammad Ali Jr. I'm just going to say Ali because it's easier. Um, at first, Jr. was like Baki's buddy and shit. And then all of a sudden, he was like, yo, I want to beat you and take your girl. I feel like that's inspired by real life. Because have you seen the most recent headlines for Muhammad Ali's son talking no. about how Trump is a great president and his son would not and his father wouldn't support Black Lives Matter, which is clearly wrong. Uh, bro, clearly this man wrong. didn't go to Vietnam. <laughs> Where's this guy? Where are these delusional people from? Oh, no, this thing is they fucking just... retarded. Yo, Muhammad Ali Jr.'s or whatever his son's name is, is fucking retarded. Bro, that's but anyway, weird. it's funny because it fits right into the, yeah, the guess, trope that they put him in the show. Clowns, bro. Jesus. But yeah, like it. Yeah, I don't really want to spoil it in case you want to watch it. But he gets fucked up. Um, Come on, and then <laughs> if your name's not Baki, you about to get your back broke. Straight up, about to get wrecked, man. 
And um, I also saw um, uh, uh, what's the name of that shit? Uh, oh, It Man Four. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the, okay. to Scott Adkins. I kind of just I really enjoyed It Man One. Mm-hmm. It Man Two was like, oh, cool. They introduced the Bruce Lee type character, and it was like, okay, kind of cool. But It Man Three, I was just like, all right, guys, I'm kind of hey, it's Mike Tyson. Well, actually, I did like that fight, not the front. <laughs> but the whole the movie as a whole felt kind of forced. Yeah, I don't give a shit about the movie. I watched that shit for the action, bro. All that other stuff is basically lulls in between the actions. I want to see Donnie Yen like rocket punch and yeah, like, machine a thousand gun niggas punch at once in the face. Yeah, that's what I the came for. The machine gun punch from that Wing Chun style is yeah, out of control. That's, that's exactly what I came for, and they delivered. You feel me? I did love that one point when that nigga. <laughs> You started punching him in the face, and the punches went down his body until he was on the floor, then yeah. back up to his face, and we were just pummeling his face. Hell that shit yeah. was awesome. That's what I came for, son. They delivered, you know what I'm saying? And I really like Scott Atkins, too, because he's... um. I like to think of Scott Atkins as like the Seth Rogen of action movies, because he makes a ton of action films, and he plays a widely wide array of characters, you know what I'm saying? I really appreciate his accent work, because he's very, very British. But in It Man 4, he's playing a racist gunny sergeant from like the 70s, I want to say. And his American accent is very good. <laughs> and I also started Boyka, but I didn't finish it yet. What is that? Um, that's It's Undisputed, where Scott Adkins plays this uh, Russian criminal by the name of Boyka, who's uh-huh. like uh, fighting. You know, he's fighting. I, yeah. I, I don't care why he's fighting. I just want to no. see him kick people in the face. And I also want to fight him because he's in a movie. Exactly. And I want to build up to um, <laughs> Undisputed 2, where he fights Michael Jai White and does that really Ooh. dope kick. So, yeah. yeah I am yeah. a big fan of Michael yeah. Jai White. So, yeah, anything that he's going to be in there because he's so. he. His fight scenes are so realistically choreographed, mm-hmm. and it's mainly because he knows how to fight, and so a choreographer can't make him do something incorrectly type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty dope, man. Like, um, I, I started Boyka, but I didn't finish it, and man, those fights are insane. They do, they do really well, and I love it. They, they, they film it properly, you know what I'm saying, where it's like they back the camera out and you can see the entire fight and there's like cuts at like certain intervals of the fight but it's not in a confusing way that's gonna mm. like be jarring you know what i'm saying and as much as i appreciate jet lee i love jet lee movies he they did a lot of that in the direction of his fight scenes where yeah. you'd be jumping from one side of the fight to the other side of the fight to the, yeah, to the top of exactly. the fight to the to watching it from the bottom view and it's just like yo dude you feel me you get vertigo just watching a movie yeah well, yeah, it was it was pretty dope. I really liked um, uh, It Man Four is very much about race, it's very very much about race because it's about It Man. Essentially, he's dying and he came to America and he's trying to get his son into a school in America. And he comes over to San Francisco and they face like the um, basically just face racial that's tensions. That's the Bruce Lee story. Yeah, it's a, yeah. He Bruce Lee's invited him to the tournament. And that's why he ended up coming over there. Yeah, well, it, and Ip Man has had an undercurrent of race the whole time because it started out with the the Japanese to Chinese racism. Then it became the um, the the racism between like you know the immigrants to the uh, to the Chinese, and then it was like it was a, it's a there's always an undercurrent of race though throughout yeah, the movies. Definitely. This one was pretty heavy. And then I think it's part three is where they started like addressing like the kind of racism that comes from the West type of thing. But yeah, it was it was it was lit. The fights phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Donnie Yen is great. the man. Donnie Yen is. I have no problems with saying that. Yeah. I think that, I, I don't think that there's any, uh, I think that there is a strong argument to be made that he is a very good spiritual successor to Bruce Lee. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that for sure. I mean, he's he's certainly branched like all gamuts, man. I remember when I saw Donnie Yen in Street Fighter, I was like, yo, you made, I'm Star Wars. I'm sorry, Street Fighter. I don't know why I said that. Yo, when he was in, uh, Rogue One, Rogue yeah. One, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, I with love the staff, this character, the, bl- the blind Jedi with the staff. Bro, yeah. not even that. He was yeah. he was uh, a Force adept. Oh, so he right. was, he's not, he wasn't a Jedi. He wasn't he was a Jedi. Yeah. yeah, and so I am a huge fan of that part of the the mythology of Star Wars. So yeah, yeah Donnie Yen actually is probably my favorite contemporary Star Wars character too. Yeah, yeah, that, that character Cleanly. was pretty badass. That character was pretty lit, man. man yeah, I'm about much... to go watch re- rewatch Rogue One. That was an amazing <laughs> movie. But that was it for me. Just I've been just watching a couple action movies, and uh, the anime season is wrapping up. So I actually haven't Gleepnears, which is actually I would say that's my favorite anime this season so far. I've been letting that build up. Mm-hmm. So I got it, the the final episode of it. Actually, it's my second favorite this season. My favorite is um, uh, Tower of God. 
I would definitely recommend that to anyone who likes action anime. Tower of God is it. My only, the only thing I don't like about Tower of God is the main character. I don't like punk ass main characters. I like main characters that have strength that grab their nuts and. If I'm gonna have to watch you this much, you can't be a bitch. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, you know his his name is Knight, so. Yeah, it's a pretty gay name. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's a pretty whack name. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like him, but everybody else is cool and the show is cool. But I'm sure eventually he'll stop being a whiny little bitch who's just following around this one chick because that's all he knows. And mm. he'll eventually find a purpose. But yeah. That's what's up. I was on my comedy kick. So I, I watched some comedy joints. Nice, nice. Uh, I watched. So I was listening to JBP and they uh, Maul had recommended this movie called wrong missy okay that just sounds stupid yeah when i saw the one. when i saw the uh the the thing on um netflix it looked whack it's like cool i'm gonna watch this i'm gonna tweet some mean shit at him because it's whack. <laughs> and I'm not for nothing this movie not for nothing he was actually right it was actually really entertaining so i had to just kind of like recoil from that <laughs> from that stance but um no it was actually really entertaining it's um david spade um rob schneider which i fucking despise <laughs> And um, several other famous older white actors that I can't name right now. Uh, but it was a pretty star-studded cast. It was a Happy Madison production. So, you know, it had, okay. it yeah, had a Adam good Sanders cast. Yeah, it's Adam Sanders' team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, I, it, I can't remember the young lady's name. She's a brunette. She has, like, a little bit of a large nose, kind of like a goofy look. I don't think that she looks, like, crazy bad. But they always have her play, like, the undesirable chick, which... I don't know why, but she <laughs> was your strengths, fucking hilarious. No, but she's not undesirable. That's the thing is, it's like it's really weird when you see someone who looks perfectly fine get treated like somehow they are less than. It's like, yo, nigga, what is your standard of beauty, nigga? Like, <laughs> what do you think humans look like? Do you think they look like those those made up people in Hollywood? Like, that's that's not a thing. You just don't like how humans look, evidently, if you think that this person's ugly. But nonetheless, she was fucking hilarious, dude. So, you know, the premise of the movie is, and this is all explained in like the first five minutes, is uh, David Spade randomly meets somebody. They have a super strong connection. They try to connect. She has the same name as someone he went on a blind date with in the past. So he's given an opportunity to go on a vacation. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to invite her. We had such great chemistry. I don't care if I don't know her like that. We're just going to talk. Now, to his recollection, he's been texting her. Oh, okay, now I'm spoiling shit because there's a little <laughs> bit of dramatic irony in the beginning here That's uh, about this. But he's texting this person that he thinks is back and forth when he does it. And, and the funny part is, is that I immediately picked up on this. Like when he texted her, she hit him back with some wild, reckless shit. Like, Yo, let me see that dick. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> You're being catfished. That doesn't that doesn't sound like the person who you met in the. Yeah, you're being, that's a dude, bro. You're being catfished. So he's going back and forth. He eventually invites her, and it ends up he was accidentally texting the chick, the crazy chick he had been on a blind date with several months prior. Mm-hmm. So she shows up, and he's like, "Oh shit!" But then the comedy ensues. That's pretty much the setup for the first ten minutes, and then the rest of the movie happens. And um, it was really relatable because in the past, I'm in a very strong relationship right now but in the past i've absolutely can commiserate like the annoying chick that you didn't know was so annoying but then after a while kind of grows on you and then you realize like holy shit i think i fuck with her kind of hard <laughs> yeah like it was one of those stories and so Whoa, it became fucking vanilla ice is in this movie That's yeah hilarious. for like five minutes he's just a cameo uh, well he has speaking lines so it's not a cameo right it's no like, that is a cameo pretty much yeah so um yeah it's very short but it was yeah his part was funny too his part was pretty funny. Um, it's funny. But yeah, the, the movie is is really well done. It's very entertainingly presented. Uh, it's got a lot of smart comedy, a lot of stupid comedy. I like a balance. You know what I mean? I don't. I can't do all slapstick, but I can't do all highbrow. Right, and right. And so, yeah, I highly recommend Wrong Missy. That shit was hilarious. Like, even with everything I just spoiled, like, there's so much that happens in that movie that... It, it's hey, really quality. Sarah work. Chalk is in that movie. Is that is that the brunette chick? The, the brunette chick is Lara Lapkus. Lara Lapkus. Sarah yeah. Chalk is um from Scrubs, the goofy like, girl from Scrubs. Yeah, if you never watch Scrubs, if you watch Scrubs, you know exactly who she is. If you don't, you probably don't. I've only seen episodes of Scrubs in passing, and I never was really that because I like Phazon. Yeah, Phazon um, Love is dope. Okay, yeah, it was his last name. I was like, is his last name Love? That sounds wrong, but <laughs> wait, yeah. 
Donald Faison. Donald Faison, Faison Love is the yeah. Mars comedian. Yeah, that's Big well, Worm. That's my bad. Yeah, <laughs> Big Perm. Yo, that was that nigga who fucking ragged all that nigga in the fucking airport. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, great. He did do that. I remember yeah, that. That nigga deserved it, too. Yeah, like, I'm did. not mad at niggas who get ragged all for being dumbass yeah, in public. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Donald Faison. That, I used to watch oh, it for him shit. because I was a fan of his, but I never really liked the show personally. But yeah, no, um, Wrong Missy. Definitely, uh, uh, and it's great to watch with with a significant other. Very entertaining, um, but yeah. And then uh, Carolina hadn't watched uh, Chris Rock's Bigger and Blacker, nice. and so we watched that, and that was nice. just amazingly prescient. Like yeah. that shit is like I've just realized like that shit was in 1999. Mm-hmm. 21 years later, it is perfectly like situated to be. He could do that skit right now. He could do that whole set right now. Yeah, and to a bunch of millennials who don't know who he is and and smash it out the park. He talks about gun violence. He talks about police brutality. He talks about interpersonal relationships. He talks about generational racism. All of it, bro. It was so good. I was like, oh, man. Damn. So has nothing changed? I don't think anything's changed. Yeah, no, no, no. We can pretty much say that we, we've been treading water for about 60 years. Mm-hmm. At very least. So yeah, that was that was pretty much my watching experience. I've been really busy, like doing other things, um, Juneteenth celebrations, holiday celebrations. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that was the extent of my watching. But I appreciated that a lot. Like though, both of those movies were highly satisfying. Uh, I'm sorry, the the stand up in that movie was highly satisfying. Yeah, Chris Rock is <clears throat> solid. Tons of new good music out, man. Tiana Taylor's new album, fire. Nice fire my nigga like she hit every track like no there, it is a it is a track one to track i think 18 banger nice no stopping that's that's a that's a amazing accomplishment right there. And, and especially for an r&b album i have a hard time listening to that to r&b albums like that i very rarely Same, listen yeah. I, I think john legend was the last stuff one. say that again I usually kind of cherry pick songs from R&B yeah, albums. Yeah, for sure. Um, the last um, R&B album that I listened to from first track to last track was John Legend, his first album. Hell yeah! So it's been a while, over a Come decade. On and go oh man, with dude, me. we're about to get into that. Don't even don't don't, don't even worry, my nigga. We about to get into that because <laughs> that Alicia Keys and John Legend verses was stupid. Oh, it was so good. But anyway, um, the new Tiana Taylor. If you're listening to me right now and you listen to R&B, listen to that album. You know how I know this was an amazing album? She had Quavo singing on that shit. That's pretty funny. And fucking had me like, do I like Quavo? Do I do I fuck with Quavo now? That's funny. Like, have the Migos each individually put out a song that I fuck with hard now? By the way, I much prefer them on their features. All of them. Whether it's Offset, Takeoff, Quavo, they have some of my favorite features. In the past five years, for sure, like hands down. I don't actually particularly like them together in their songs, just me personally. And I'm not saying that they're bad musicians or that the music is bad. I'm saying I personally don't like them like that. Right. But boy, man, that track with Quavo, bro, like it had me just sitting there wondering, like, what is going on right now? <laughs> now nah, they're good for for show. They're they're very good musicians, man. Man, See dude, what you will about the Migos? It's so and it's so easy to miss it. It's crazy how high their talent is and how easy it is to be overlooked. I, that's very rare for me. I don't know. I don't think they're that overlooked, though. No, no, no. I'm saying in terms of talent. Like, in terms of, like, uh, everyone's like, oh, it's fun. Because it doesn't take particularly talent to make fun music. You you could... I mean, look at look at Takashi. That nigga makes trash music, but it's kind of fun. And it doesn't take talent to do what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like, I guess. There's, a, I think there's a lot of examples of people who make fun music that don't exhibit a high level of talent. Yeah, um, because music is that. pretty formulaic. So if you know the formula Ex- and you have the right resources to do it, you can accomplish yes. it. Perfect. That, that's what I'm trying to articulate right there. And so it really, I really like that when they deviate from their formula, you actually see their t- skill and talent. Like all of that super simple shit that has the same repetitive beat on it and the same kind of monotone mumble flow over it. Yeah, that'll make that's part of the formula of fun music these days. But if you take them out of that element and put them into another element, their skill 
actually shows like they have the talent to keep up with other musicians, right. which a lot of rappers can't do. Right. But I, I think um, the Migos is specifically like they're, I wouldn't say the music Migos are like rappers. Yes, they do rap, but primarily I would say they're music makers. Absolutely. Oh, well, I understand that now. I didn't understand <laughs> that prior to this. Yeah, they make music you know what i'm saying yeah like, quavo definitely just he he put me on the back foot real quick yeah. i was like i had to reassess From my entire image all of him. different genres too it's not just mm -hmm. hip-hop they the migos is transcendent i didn't you know one of the things was too is that i seen them i seen grown men riding on big wheels and i was like i don't know if that's the thing that i fuck with you know what i mean like but that was just part of the antics you know what i mean yeah. like once you get past the antics gotta learn those niggas compartmentalize do it. yeah man those niggas do it man really really super right and i don't mean to say those things to overshadow tiana taylor and her amazing amazing voice instrumentality i, I can't wait to see the fucking visuals because her videos are amazing like i'm just super excited to see where she goes with this like priyana um i'm sorry tiana taylor has absolutely like like put herself in another tier of r&b artists for me personally with this last album also keep kanye to fuck away from her album because that shit he did with her last album was trash <laughs> was trash her last album and and then niggas was wondering like why she was literally coming out saying she was angry at the album which i it had one of the best jokes of the year talking about hey you fuck with your album though <laughs> kanye to tiana taylor yo you fucking with your album though uh, like that's funny that was like probably like it was very disheartening for her and i can understand yeah, I can where imagine. her rage was coming from a lot of all that work she something was making to this turn out the way you want it yeah, oh my goodness sure. she was making this and that nigga did that i'm surprised she didn't have iman body that nigga in the street <laughs> straight up and i have no doubt that iman would body a nigga for her straight up <laughs> like but yeah no this album is just it's well worth the listen it is very well worth the listen from track one to the last track so yeah i just wanted to big that up <clears throat> reasons new track feel nigga i challenge a black man to listen to that without getting emotional without feeling vulnerable i i, I highly i highly challenge you as a human being with emotions, to to hear him rap from the perspective of a of a field slave, grateful for the for the ability to just live in the presence of the master, <laughs> that shit rocked me because it was just it was crazy because throughout the course of the song, he goes from that to realizing like so in the beginning there's this reluctant acceptance of the master's kindness that evolves into hatred and rage because of the master's rape of his of the of the slave that he had been uh getting close to and he finds out she's pregnant and that the the master it's the master's baby and that nigga just flips rightfully so absolutely but just the visceral nature of the way the lyricism and the beat and everything comes together and the visuals my nigga yo this time is breeding some of the most impactful music of our generation for sure between Lil Baby and, and Reason right now and a slew of other niggas that are taking their time to make real music Ooh, child is yo they gonna keep playing with black pain until black pain erupts and it's gonna be an interesting sight but yeah man so reasons track is fire um uh benny the butcher did a tiny desk performance smashed his performance yo those griselda boys dope they're really fucking quality just rappers and performers nice you know what i mean like benny's benny's and it's funny because each one of the griselda artists represents a very common new york style trope like west side gun is 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 the scammer nigga is the nigga who is the super glib nigga who will dance you know, or dance around you with his words and and and, and fuck with your head. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, kind of like a Swifty McVeigh. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm speaking about Conway. 
Conway the Machine is the one I'm referencing. West Side Gun is the young shooter. The young <laughs> wild nigga with the gat who's ready to yo, 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 what's good? Boom, 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 boom. That's 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 uh uh West Side Gun. Conway the Machine is the scam artist, and Benny the Butcher. That's the OG that's coordinating all the shit on the streets from behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Benny is the nigga who, you, who, who writes everyone else's raps and everyone's talking about his life. You know what I mean? That's, that's, the type, that's the vibe I get from each of them, yo. The whole Griselda squad represents the streets of Buffalo and greater New York so fucking well that it, it's, a real entertaining, it's a real entertaining batch of dudes, man. I fuck with them hard, man. Yo, Griselda... Yeah, do it. But yeah, his tiny desk was great, and it was very indicative of um, tiny desk knowing who who their audience is. Like, yo, white people are all good and dandy, but who sits at home and streams tiny desks? Black people, <laughs> because whenever they have T Pain or or Freddie Gibbs or any of the real niggas, dumb shits go straight to the top, yo. They get patronized a lot by black people because of their um of their patronage of, of rappers like that. Mm -hmm. They got a lot of people too, like Big Daddy Kane and shit. Oh, yeah. his was so good. Brushy One String. Brushy, yo. That was one of my favorites too. Cotton Actually, I, I played that one for my mom. My mom likes to make folk music and so listening to Brushy was a was a treat for her. Yeah, Tiny Desk is, mm -hmm. they be on that shit. Yeah, man. So yeah, that's been pretty much the entertainment and such. Before I get too far into it, I just want to go ahead and uh, walk back some shit I said before about um, Joe Rogan and Chris D'Elia. Evidently, those those allegations have teeth. Yeah, so I found out this week those too. <laughs> Those allegations have teeth. I don't support that shit. I will furthermore not talk on niggas who I don't properly consume their media because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't support that nigga. I don't fuck with that nigga. That's that's some other niggas dudes. Uh, my bad. I should have uh, stepped. I, I didn't need to stick my Yo, I I saw toe with nothing. Hilarious ass video where it said um the caption was just like Chris Delia finds out that you could save WhatsApp snapchat um videos. Did you see that video? Mm -mm. That shit was hilarious. I don't know what show he's on, but he's talking to somebody. And he was like, no, nah, you can't, they can't get that right because it deletes after a certain amount of time. And they're like, no, he probably saved it. You see the look on my nigga's face. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you can see, like, the, the, the blood drain from his face <laughs> and he looks wild nervous. He would he realize that there's so oh, much evidence of his fucking yep. chicanery on the streets. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he, he saw the bro. end of his career. Uh, uh, I don't get it, man. You want to see a dead body? Y'all are mad successful like why the fuck y'all going after kids what what is, oh, nigga. what is going on i don't know I, I you know what and that's one thing that i'm going to stop doing and i'm going to stop trying to to extend understanding to shit bags yeah i don't need to understand why you do what you do i don't need to figure out whether you had intentions i'm done with that shit and um and joe rogan i don't give a fuck how big your deal is you fucking support rapists you are complicit in rape you support the idea that niggas should should get blowjobs from female comedians just to get airtime. Nah, my nigga. Nah, G. And I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't fuck with this whole thing that, oh, but it's Joe Rogan. So? People do that? Nigga. <laughs> oh, so you didn't know who he was before you started listening? I didn't know he was a rapist, Same. nigga. The fuck you mean I didn't know who he was? No, I didn't know this nigga was down with rape. I did not know that. That is a pretty. I don't consume deal right enough now. of his media to watch him talk to rapists and agree with them that what they do is funny and cool. So that nigga's canceled in my mind. I don't give a fuck if crackers think that it's a good idea to fuck with him, and I call them crackers specifically because guess what? Mindful white people actually don't watch Joe Rogan. They see him for the idiot that he is, and so I'm not gonna fucking see. You know what? He's so open-minded, and you know he listens to both sides. No, he's a fucking complicit to rape, and I'm sure that. And I'd say he's complicit to rape because he has knowledge of all of this and has not done anything to at least address his friends. And this is the same thing I said about black people who watch black men beat up black women. The same, I'm keeping that same energy with Joe Rogan. You want to sit there and laugh with your friends about them raping bitches? You're fucking complicit, nigga. You part of the problem. And I don't give a fuck how many MMA shits you got, nigga. Yo, my blade is undefeated, bro. And I know where your arteries at, bro. Don't fuck, I don't give a fuck how big you are, yo. That shit don't ride with me, and I don't abide by anybody in the public who does that. Straight up. That nigga deserves to have his fucking head busted open. And if you fuck with Joe Rogan, 
All right. And I want to see what Joe, Joe Budden says, because this nigga has been on his dick for a minute. And Joe Budden talks about how he's a motherfucking ally to anybody who's oppressed. Well, what about all those female comedians that Joey Diaz made suck his dick to get airtime? Fuck those niggas. Fuck them. And that's, that's the last time up. you hear me speak on somebody positively that I don't consume their media. Nothing but flames for niggas because these niggas are all trash bags. And I'm tired of sticking up for niggas who don't actually deserve it. I'm not being open-minded to niggas who, who are complicit in these kind of fucking misogynistic fucking endeavors it ain't my thing never has been never will be you know what i mean and i and i'm not going to say that my ignorance validates me which is why i'm apologizing for having jumped out on the ledge first time but i ain't too proud to say that i was wrong in that case and i understand now that I, that is support of joe rogan is support of somebody who i don't fuck with so i just want to get that out of the way first I had to say that with all my chest right there because <laughs> I, I mean, nah, man, I've, I've come to realize like this is a fucking problem in this country. I don't know about the rest of the world. The rest of the world has its own problems, but I do know about the culture of this country and the culture of this country has a fucking reckoning coming, a big reckoning coming, yep. whether it's racism yeah. or whether it's the degradation of women, niggas is about to get their comeuppance. But yeah. <sighs> Moving on from that, um, let's just do, do some um, some entertainment stuff. Not to get too serious. Um, three o thirty five o one Meg The Stallion's old uh uh, uh label mm-hmm. said, "Fuck it, we just gonna hire a Meg The Stallion clone." <laughs> My nigga, their new artist is literally a Meg The Stallion clone, and their fucking and their That's fucking uh, uh, excuses. Well, she's from Houston. That's just how people from Houston talk. Nah, my nigga, you put her on the same flow, the same beat, the same look. Like, damn, my nigga, y'all just gonna ride the style like that? Like, and the fucked up part is, is that thirty five on one didn't make Meg's style. They might have given her the platform to get broadcasted. Pro- properly to gain her her following yeah but she made her style that that proud to be a woman that proud of her sexuality that pride in her intelligence and who she is is all her ain't nobody make that for her and that's some bullshit if you think that you can as a marketing entity take that from someone or co-op that from someone and just stick it on another package Fuck that shit, nigga. Meg Stallion all day, nigga. I ain't fucking with that new broad. I ain't gonna say her name on my platform. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, uh, yeah. Let's talk about that Alicia Keys and John Legend versus. It was, was amazing. Dope. It was amazing. I actually scored this one because I am familiar enough with these two people's discography to to have you know an opinion on it. Um, and shout out to Moria Mills, who was in the chat for some reason. Um, if you don't know who that is, uh, don't Google her. You're just not safe for work. Um, <laughs> but that shit was hilarious. Mad comments. I was like, yo, this nigga's not in funny. the chat right now? But no, that shit was funny. But the, the, the competition was probably one of the best ones. But see, the problem I found with it was that they did it on a Friday. So their viewership was way low. I mean, maybe 145,000 people. That is pretty low. In comparison. I mean, that's still a good turnout. I can't get 145,000 people in an Instagram live, so I'm not, like, knocking it. But it was very low for a versus battle, especially one with two legends. Yeah. But, um... Maybe it's R&B. No, it was because it was on a Friday. People were doing things, and everything's open. You know what I mean? Like, part of the reason why the verses had gotten such absurd amounts of watches is because everybody was on quarantine. Right. And it was on a Saturday night. And so people were looking for music and things to do to listen to. Um, this on a Friday night while everything is open might not have been the optimal timing. True. Like this would have been perfect for like a um a late Sunday versus after church, you know, before dinner type of thing. Listening to this, that would have been perfect timing. But I guess they just couldn't work it out that way. Or even the or the two participants. Yeah, it could have been scheduling thing. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. I enjoyed it greatly. Carolina said it was her favorite one personally, too. Um, we knew all the songs. It was the first verses that I actually knew. All, well, not the second, because I knew all the Beanie and, and Bounty songs, except for the original dub that they spit on the spot. <laughs> Them niggas are amazing. But anyway. Um, oh, speaking of that, um, happy belated birthday to, to Bounty, by the way. We missed Rodney that, Price. Like, a weeks back. Yeah, man. Happy birthday, bro. Um, but yeah, I actually scored it, and I had it scored 50-50 nice that's 10 to 10 10 to 10 which is it blows my mind because like like there was like 
there were songs that I knew were a guaranteed point for each of them. Mm-hmm. And after all was said and done, it matched up 10 to 10. I was like, wow. Did they do that intentionally? Could did I score it exactly how they expected me to score it? Because that would make selection. me feel good because that means that I have an understanding of what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, that shit was, was really good. And there was a little bit of a delay, so it looked at times it looked like they were lip syncing but they weren't but um because we all know that both of them can very easily perform those songs you know what i mean like neither of them have any issue they don't need no they don't need any uh modifications to their voices or anything (laughs) they both play the piano and so and it was great because they both got to play features like they both had powerful features um john legend had one track that he played that he was uh mainly right the writer of and so it was it was just it was just an all-around, well-rounded repertoire of songs and talent. And so they would play some of them. They would perform some of them. It was just, it was great. And I highly recommend it to, that anybody who's interested, either check out the Spotify playlist or go and watch the um, the Versus uh, uh, playback on YouTube. But um, it was a really good show. It was a really good show. And I hope that these Versus keep up, man. That was awesome. Damn, dude. But talking about verses, yo, Swizzy was talking super breezy about Drake because he leaked the Buster track that he had done. That Drake, Drake and Buster were on. And boo, Swizz was unhappy. That sucks. Yeah, because I think Buster and Swizz was on the Instagram live and Buster was kind of like trying to shoot him bail. And Swizz was like, nah, fuck that shit, nigga. That was your song. And now it's out in the wild and it's out of your control. So you yeah. can't even monetize it the proper way, yo. Fuck that right. nigga Drake for letting mm-hmm. that shit out. I was like, whoa. Well, he didn't say fuck that nigga Drake, but I'm 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 paraphrasing. <laughs> but um no, yeah. I understand that. Like a lot of stuff like that, when you when you're about to release it, you go through like there's there's a way to do stuff like that to maximize your gains off of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So just if someone drops it like that, it completely removes like you said, it completely removes your control to really control that flight the way you really wanted it to. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I was just surprised at how mad Swiss got about it for a track that wasn't even his. Oh, that makes sense. Swiss is a businessman. Oh, you're absolutely right. You feel me? Swiss is a businessman. So yeah, he's looking and, at and all those what, missed and opportunities. And when you say that, that's the part that made him the most angry. He didn't give mm-hmm. a fuck about the song. He was mad about the how business. the business got yeah. fucked up. So that was that was real interesting. But yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the next verses. Swiss and Tim have done amazing thing with this absolutely i think it was probably one of the best uses of the quarantine time and it's proven by how well it's kept up as you know through time Mm -hmm. for weeks um but yeah that was really cool and how far it reached man like when when that shit hit jamaica it 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 reverberated man yes sir that shit was nice Mm mm-hmm and so yeah um you know, one of these days I'm actually sit down and talk about this PS5 lineup, but I don't think it's gonna be today. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be today. I just, I, I just, you know what it is is that I really want to get into the games themselves, mm-hmm. and there's I haven't had time to really like check out the games and the development and really pick out the ones that I think are gonna be bangers. But don't worry, I'm gonna work on that for next time. Um, what else is going on? Snapchat is racist as fuck. Like, Sounds nah, if you're on Snapchat, you're a buster. Why is I'm, Snapchat racist now? Uh, they decided to make a filter that if you smile into it, it'll break your chains. That's fucking hilarious. That's like the that's like the Pepsi Clown shit, shit when um uh Kylie Jenner yeah. was giving the cops the uh the bro, Pepsi. To no, 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 bro, the- did you you missed it? So when the so when the protest first started there is this heavy oh, set yeah, black dude that. who tried to do that, that, and the cop was like, "Get out of my business!" I did see but it's the Pepsi. He's like, "Get out of!" I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> I guess it don't work. Nah, he's not pretty enough, bro. You need to be like a little skinny white girl for that to work. Oh, is that right? That's the secret, bro. I'm pretty sure they beat Kylie the shit out of several skinny lot. white girls on camera. I'm just saying. I just saying. I don't think it works at all. They weren't Kylie Jenner though. Mm. I'm pretty sure Kylie Jenner wouldn't be caught dead in a real protest. Nigga, get the fuck out of life. <laughs> fuck, fuck is she protesting? <clears throat> fuck does she got to protest for? Her life is Her nieces made. and nephews are black. Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Rich black. Yo, thus bro, I think from they the heard that I roll through the mic, bro. <laughs> you didn't have to eye roll so damn hard, bro. <laughs> nah, bro, because unfortunately, like, that's how we lose a lot of really strong black people is that... Mm. They once they reach a certain level of affluence, they're so insulated from the plight of regular people that 
they they often dismiss it. I think that's what happened to Terry Crews and Little Wayne. That's why they say such dumb shit. I I think Terry Crews is. I think Terry Crews has hurt feelings. Feel me? Think so? I think Terry Crews has hurt feelings, and he's taking it out in a really, really stupid way. Okay. And he's one of the. I feel like he's one of those. That's the first time I've heard that. that. Never. He put on the muscles so that he wouldn't have to be stronger person inside. Wow. Feel me? I never take. That's a good take, though. I agree with you. And now his loyalty is to the his loyalty is to the to the corporations that have liberated him the white from saviors. having exactly exactly wow. that's who his loyalty lies to now nah, good point me? good point that's why he's jumping off of like so quick to defend fucking ajt or agt america's got talent yeah, yeah. and all, all that shit because he's got to protect his check over everything else because god forbid he goes back to being just a swole black dude yeah wow okay Hot take, my nigga. I didn't never thought about that. Never thought about it that way. Um, only because it's, it, it, we're all. It's funny because I, I'm always blown by people who act like or minorities who act like they aren't also subject to the same racism as we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like my nigga. I see you. I see that they. <laughs> I, I see that you think that they helped you, but you do realize that you're still just a nigga, right? Yeah. You, that is all you are to them, them, bro. You're just a pawn to them. Long, if push comes to shove, you're gonna be one of the first people that they throw under the bus. Oh yeah, easily. Hello, nigga, grab your dick in front of your wife. You think they fucking respect you, dumbass? <laughs> fucking yo, that's the shit that blows my mind, my G. He doesn't understand that the thing that caused that man, that white man, to think that he can grab a black man's dick is the same kind of racist patriarchy that has been handed down from generation to generation. And that word patriarchy, I'm fucking tired of hearing black people talk about that shit. You can't have it both ways. You can't talk about how the black family's under attack, black men are disenfranchised, and then talk about the things that black men pass around to their children when there's a very large portion of black men and mostly the ones who are doing the abusing are the ones that are part of the demographic that don't have fathers. These aren't black men with healthy families. So how is it that patriarchy, which is the passing down of, from father to son of a privilege that a black man doesn't fucking have? Shut the fuck up. You sound stupid. <laughs> Stop talking about black patriarchy. That's how it works. Because you know what black patriarchy stands hands down? Respect for our fucking queens. You know what black patriarchy doesn't hand down? The abuse of people who are less than you. And so, black people, learn your fucking enemy. Your enemy isn't the black man who is doing the right thing. And guess what? The black men who are doing the wrong thing can't be part of patriarchy because most of them come from broken families. And so that breaks the line of patriarchy if you don't fucking know. So look it up. Stop following No Names Goddamn Book Club and thinking you're smart. (laughs) And you see this shit, and this shit pisses me off because now No Name finally stepped up and said, you know what? Me making a song to retort the song that I told you you shouldn't have made is kind of hypocritical. And it's wild petty. And it's super petty. petty And it's making division and it's unnecessary. And now people are mad at her. Like, see, that's you bending to the patriarchy. You're a fucking retard. Lol. You're a retard. And I mean that in the serious sense of you are mentally developed, developmentally challenged. You have regressed from a form of mentality that is progressive to one that is regressive. By blaming everything on patriarchy, you don't deal with the fact that there has been a complete dismantling of that in the areas in which it is a problem. The black men hurting black women don't have good fathers. That's not patriarchy. So anyway, moving on from that, let me let me stop yelling into the mic for a hot second. The next topic, <laughs> I'll just start yelling again. Um, why are they firing Breonna Taylor's murderers and not arresting them? That's a good question. This shit is out of out of pocket. And then on top of that, you have Benjamin Crump, the attorney uh, for the families of Breonna Taylor. Also representing Ahmaud Arbery and also representing George Floyd's family. Is there only one fucking black lawyer in this country that's worth their salt? Like, what the fuck is going on? This is this is a recipe for disaster. Yo, you have one man's office. Now, obviously, it's not just him. He has an office of people who work with him. One office taking on three of the most powerful un- or two of the most powerful unions and a family that is entrenched in a police 
uh, 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 a police culture that empowered them to murder a man jogging in a state that has systematically disenfranchised people. Let's not forget that in Georgia is where those 30 young black men and women disappeared and never were spoken of again. You think that that's where you want to go to try to get justice? Yo, my nigga, this dude is setting himself up for a major failure. And the, and the people hurt the most are going to be black people. Other lawyers need to step the fuck up and enter into this arena because we need more legally savvy lawyers to join onto this case because this one man's office cannot handle all three of these cases. Those police unions are going to pick him apart in a judicial system that is partial to the fucking police. I don't understand. Like, why do people think that this is an environment that's willing to give justice? If they wanted to give justice, they'd stop doing qualified immunity. Shout out to Colorado. They got rid of qualified immunity. Like, it's just so fucking obvious. You know what I mean? Like, uh, black people, we need to start doing better and being more sensible and stop looking at these stupid uh, 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 figures as, and I'm not saying he's a stupid figure, but I'm saying that the idea that we should solidify all of our hopes and dreams in this one man is stupid. It's not smart. And it's going to end up with a miscarriage of justice for people who need it. So let's not, you know what I mean? If I really hope to see more prominent black lawyers stepping up and offering their help. Do it pro bono, nigga. We trying to change the fucking world. Because don't forget, America export its policing to the whole world. There's countries that have to fight tooth and nail to keep the American style of policing out. Because American style of policing is backed up by what? The corporate industrial complex. So companies like Taser that make surveillance equipment and quote-unquote, non-lethal forms of, of control, then go into the international market and try to sell their products to other people in other countries. And so we need to fight and, and stop this now because these police unions and these police departments are out of control. Facts. They are trying to take over every major city in this world. There is not a single major city that they do not market to in this global market. Period. And so, yeah, let's 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 definitely do something about that. And that starts with more prominent allies and and African-American legal scholars getting in on this case and making sure that justice is served because they will not serve it, given the opportunity to not do so. Oh, yeah. They'll take every out that is available and even ones that aren't. I want to shout out to D.L. Hughley real quick. Hope you get better. Yeah, I heard you definitely. came down. I, 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 I don't. Okay. He thinks he has COVID-19. Um, he was asymptomatic. Showed nothing. No signs. Still shows no signs. There's been no actual evidence presented other than the fact that the nurse told him he had COVID-19. So under that auspice, I hope you get better. I hope you don't infect anyone else because I know he was at a, um, a show. He didn't have a mask on. And so there could be, you know, people at risk there. I hope that everyone's okay. But I also don't truly believe that that... Unfortunately, they hand down the diagnosis way too easily. You can't get a diagnosis for COVID-19 overnight. It's not a thing. They can test you for the antibodies. They can do a lot of tests on you. But to know for sure, they got to sequence what you got. And they don't seem to be doing that. So it seems like they're like, oh, if you have enough of symptoms, then it's obviously what you have which has never been good medicine. But anyway, I hope you're well, sir. I appreciate your comedy a lot. You got a great voice. And so, uh, you know, I wish you a speedy recovery. Um, what else is going on in the news? Okay. Oh, you know what was awesome? The Juneteenth celebration in Lemur Park. Super litty. Super litty. Actually, I believe it was one of the biggest Juneteenth celebrations in the country on the day of. Nice. Yeah, it was trending on Twitter, and I was really surprised. Like, it was a big thing. And um, shout out to homeboy with the with the brown stew chicken. It was Jamaican barbecue, <laughs> but you can call it brown stew. I'm with you, my nigga. This shit was delicious. It was delicious. Yes, it was false advertising, but it was still good. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, it's purely me being overcritical that I even meant to mention that. But yeah, it was it was really good. Um, so yeah, shout out to, to, to South LA for showing out for Juneteenth, making sure that people know that better late than never, you know what I mean? Like 
I know a lot of people, I mean, even myself, I've never actually celebrated Juneteenth. I've been familiar with Juneteenth for many years now, for about five or six years. I learned about it from um, Boyce Watkins. And, you know, so I've been aware of it. I've observed it, but I've never celebrated it before. And so I'm glad that it's now a thing because I know there's a lot of people, oh, nigga, what are you celebrating for? And I'm like, listen, I'm not here. To, I mean, whatever it takes to bring the the solidarity of this moment together is what I'm about. I don't know. I feel like Juneteenth is fucking worth celebrating. How could you Thank argue you. against celebrating the liberation of slaves? What? Um, but well, again, this is the same reason why veterans don't like celebrating Memorial Day. It's a day to honor the dead, so you don't celebrate the dead. You, you memorialize them. And I get that take. I don't agree with it, but I get that take in terms of Juneteenth. Um, but don't shit on the parade for no reason. Like, this is absolutely not something worth shitting on. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many more things that black people do that we could definitely shit on. This ain't one of them. Especially when you see how beautiful it was, the the glorification of black people and black culture that happened that day, especially in Lemur Park. Oh, boy. That shit was uplifting. It was it, it brings a tear to your eye to, to to see that kind of solidarity because there's not a lot of things that bring us together like that. Niggas love to fight. <laughs> Niggas love to fight. And so yeah, seeing us come together this way felt real good. Um man, I was real disappointed to find out that um one of the news outlets that I used to support, The Hill, is actually owned by a Trump ally. So that's a done deal for me. <laughs> that's a done deal for me I, and it's funny because i had stopped watching them because of their coronavirus car coverage um it was so propagandizing it was it made me want to throw up every morning so it's like you know what i could just not watch it but now i realize that i need to not consume them at large they are a distortion engine and so it sucks because there's not a lot of alternative media. And that's one of the things that they really hit hard on is, is like we need alternative media because the mainstream media is literally giving you one narrative. Yeah, it's owned by like six people. And all six people are giving you one narrative. That's the mm -hmm. crazy part. It's like those six people don't even have a dissenting view. Of course. Well, they all have the same narrative. They're all in the same. They might be different people, but they're all in the same position. Yeah, absolutely. They're all indicative of the same class of people for sure. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just wanted to put that out there because I'm sure I promoted The Hill here on my show. And so I don't, I don't know if many of you listened to or watched The Hill. But um, Sagar, that guy's a fucking worst type of human being ever <laughs> because he gaslights. Because he clearly sees the problem. And, and it, it pisses me off when he perfectly articulates the racism in America and ends his statement with, but I don't believe in systemic racism. It's like, then I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. You literally described systemic racism yes. and then said systemic racism doesn't exist. Like, you, you pointed it out as extant, as evident, as present, as there. You described it. You, you pointed it out and then ended your statement saying that what I just said doesn't exist. You know what that sounds like to me? That's gaslighting straight up. Sounds like I'm not racist. Oh yeah, I yeah, just yeah. Don't, yeah. I'm not like racist. I just don't like people of other races. Yeah, you feel me? that's what that sounds like to me. Mm -hmm. That's exactly a lot what of that people. Is. I don't know why people do that. They like to be like they deny the the word and then describe themselves as the definition of the word. Mm -hmm. it, it's just silly. But yeah, no. Did you see uh, Trump's amazing rally? <laughs> the one that uh, I I prefer his walk of shame afterwards. Oh, the walk of shame so was defeated. so good. He looks so sad. But it's like, it's like, how did you, I thought that you were the inflappable, confident man. Like, I thought that he would always keep that persona in the public. And so to watch him walk away so dejected, was like, oh, you beat little boy. Yo, shit. Yo, you just displayed weakness. So We're going to eat you alive now. I hope you know that. Because your tired, people, because your people tired. are the kind of people who eat weakness alive. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have a real hard time. And so and the funny part was is that he was trolled by a bunch of foreign people who were reserving tickets to his to his thing. Nice. Locking off people from being able to, to not to mention, Yo, I heard they probably saved a lot managing. of lives. They probably saved a lot Definitely. of lives by doing that. Definitely. You know what I mean? So there. So sh uh, let me give a shout out to all of the, the 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 foreign people outside of America who decided to take interest in fucking with Donald Trump. 
God bless you. So that is a worthy is, use of your time. This is what I want people to do, man. This is 2020. You need to adapt new strategies. Yes, it was the an old amazing strategy. Are not working. You know what I'm saying? Not only are the old strategies not working, but they now have new technologies that is far more effective than anything they've done in the past. We mm-hmm. need, as the oppressed class, we need to upgrade upgrade, and update our strategies. And so they, they arrested one woman from there who had purchased his tickets and hold, had on a shirt that said, I can't breathe. And they literally arrested her. So this is the thing. She purchased the ticket le- legitimately. She didn't obstruct anyone's ability. She wasn't even loudly protesting. They arrested her for wearing a shirt. I hope you understand what kind of world we're living in right now, which I'm cool with because guess what? That's just indicative of the decline. Yeah. We just got to get to the bottom. And I'm not going to race it to the bottom, but I'm not. If, if the only way to change this is for it to get to the very bottom, I don't mind sitting on the sideline and waiting for it to get there. I'll jump in when, when, when people are ready to rebuild. Because this shit isn't working. They're arresting people for wearing a t-shirt. That's your boy. Whoever out there, man, speaking of which, I met a black Trump supporter. <laughs> that was a fucking How was that? It was, it was soul numbing. <laughs> but um, I tried to be open. I tried to be open and, and hear him out. And I'm really relieved that he had no good reasons. Like, I get it. You're ignorant. You could end the sentence right there. You know what I mean? I understand that people don't under, don't get things. They don't perceive how the world works. And I'm a lot I'm a lot less upset at that. What I would be upset with is if he genuinely thought the things that Trump were saying was true. But he's just ignorant and so that was a whole nother side uh, situation. But no, uh, the whole Trump rally was amazing. The amount of trolling that was going on. Cardi B posted a picture of her playing in that same arena mm-hmm. and it was packed out. And so she <laughs> tweeted it at him. Like, if you were look, if you wanted to know what the Tulsa arena looks like packed out, here oh, you go, Donald, because shit. I know that you weren't able to oh, do that. Shit. Nigga, the trolling oh, was so glorious. Hey, but he deserves it because that's all he does to other people. You all you have me? to do is not be a shitbag, and people that's will probably all he does leave you alone. To other people, so you know what? Hey, man, if you dish it out, you better be able to take it. Film, you gotta have thin, thin, thick skin. Because there was a president. moment that I thought that there was about to be a race riot. I honestly, going into Saturday, I was like, I think that people are gonna start shooting. I mean, like, I think people are gonna be angry at this. But I. Don't know. I, I there was no need. If that to. was his intention. I was pretty sure that it would have failed. Um, I think that he could have tried harder if he really wanted to race right. No, but I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't. Um, I just thought that just the natural culmination of these events was probably gonna was gonna uh, crescendo into something that wasn't safe or good or beneficial. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like a lot of these white supremacist dudes are way more talk than they are action. And I agree. the only time they're ever about action is when the the situation is overwhelmingly to their advantage. Agreed. They would never ever try to go for an even race war. Their idea of a race war is like Tulsa. Oh yeah, where they come with yes, disproportionate they, exactly and, and they, and they the attack mm-hmm. the innocents first, you know what I mean? And then That's their they idea take everyone of a, off. Quote, unquote, yeah. They have no... Nah, bro. Those weaklings. Fucking weaklings. Yeah, and I mean, racism is indicative of a weak mind, so it sounds right up their wheelhouse. Mental weakness. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. We'll go ahead and wrap up with... uh, I had a really great experience this weekend. Uh, There's an organization called Black Men Build. Um, Check out their uh, website at blackmen.build. That's the URL. And uh, it's an organization that's trying to create a nationwide solidarity for black men. Uh, they, it, it's uh, Cornell West is involved, uh, Tef Poe, Philip Agnew, um, and several other very prominent activists uh, are, are attempting to coordinate this. And it was really interesting because they were actually focusing on smaller cities right now, um, smaller cities in the Midwest in the South uh, to kind of try to galvanize people to together because we need to have, and, and this is what I was talking about several episodes ago, episodes ago. Voting 
without solidarity is useless. It's literally useless. All you're doing is helping to empower somebody who will not respond to you. And so that is what this organization is attempting to remedy for black men. Um, black men in particular, because we have been lacking in relation to black women when it comes to political awareness and political activism. And so black women have already mobilized and left us behind in this. And that is empowering and disheartening at the same time. You know what I mean? It's empowering to know that black women, our muses, are already there and, and all we have to do is be better. It's disheartening to know that we didn't hear the clarion call a long time ago, that we, we needed them to, to, to lead, which is, is a problem in and of itself. But nonetheless, we're here, we're doing it now, and we're moving forward. And that's what's important. And so I will keep you guys up to date with the movings and the ins and outs of this organization. I highly encourage you to check it out. See if there's in if they're in your area. Right now, a lot of the organization organizing is happening in Zoom conferences. Um, we had 400 plus people in our last conference call. Um, it, it, it has the power to be extremely productive. Um, feel free to contact me if you need any information. Go to the website. They have a values pledge, which I believe is very important. I think that it is. Uh, it says a lot when you publicly commit to a value statement. Um, and I and I highly recommend uh, taking a few minutes and yeah, commit yourself to fucking something. Yes, it's going to take time out of your day. Yes, guess what? Being a citizen that means taking a time out of your day, and you can't expect to benefit from the from the 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 fruits of organizing if you don't want to take a few minutes out of your day a few hours out of your week to to do something about it you know what i mean and so now that they're creating a national solidarity and giving an opportunity i'm calling all of the, at least the black men that i know do a little better there's no reason not to we all want this there's no reason not to contribute to the things that you want and so yeah step it up let's make it happen we can all do this i'm not special by the way, I'm pretty sure anyone who's been listening to me for 50 episodes knows that I ain't special. You know what I mean? Do our do all of us need to do our part? And so Black Men Build is an avenue in which we can all start to take steps symbolic and real towards that goal. And so I highly encourage people to do a little bit of research in that. Contact me if you want. I'll be more than happy to, to chop it up, figure out what's going on. And uh, yeah, it was really interesting in the call, too, because... Uh, there was a lot of, of talk about queer and, and transgender black men. And there needs to be a, a healing there because due to, to the heavily religious nature of African-American culture, uh, queer and trans uh, black men have been shunted to the, to the side. They've been, they, they haven't been respected in the way that human beings should be respected. Listen, I don't participate in those lifestyle, and I'll call them choices because from my recollection of their choices, I'm not imposing that on anyone else. I'm saying from my perspective, my understanding, I do not participate in those lifestyle choices. That in no way, shape, or form means that I don't respect people's rights to participate and express themselves in the ways that they feel is genuine. And we need to fix this in our community. It's way too easy to just attack them and to write them off and to say you're being a drama queen or you're being extra or you're, you're, you're being divisive. That's easy. And maybe they are. But that doesn't matter. We're creating a solidarity. So if someone brings something to the table, it is incumbent on the people who are creating solidarity to give that credence. And so... I found it very eye-opening to see it brought to the forefront in a public gathering like that. And so, yeah, I, I look forward to seeing that better addressed. You know what I mean? Um, it's something that's hugely important. And I don't want to see any more divisiveness in these in these causes. I'm tired of seeing, like, the people with the loudest voices yelling in opposite directions. It's unnecessary. And it doesn't help anyone. And so let's 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 work on that. 
You know what I mean? As a people, in your own communities, in your own lives, be more open. Work on the language that we use. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, I'm really trying hard to move that that pejorative use of the word gay out of my my vernacular. It's not healthy. Moreover, those of us who are around children need to understand that children don't understand what we mean when we do things like that. You might not be denigrating a whole people, but an immature mind observing that will take it there. And so let's all do our best to, to, to try to be more accepting of the people around us who don't live like us. Because guess what? You would be floored by their contributions to your life. The ones you're aware of and the ones you're not aware of. So with that being said, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Follow us on the, the social media, at Home Heron on the Twitters. And catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G sound. And I hope you guys have a great one. I'll leave it with these words. Learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly do learn from. Peace. Take it easy.